Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Teen, a weekly program for teens, families, and other interested folks. 411 Teen provides a forum to examine and discuss various issues and events that confront, intersect, and sometimes interrupt our daily lives. Janae White is founder of Girls to Divas a mentorship program transforming girls into self-sufficient divas, offering strategies to help young women cope with contemporary issues. Issues like body image, media, relationships, and competition, and sex and, and peer pressure. Girls to Divas molds young girls, middle and high school, to discover their purpose in life develop life skills, and reestablish principles and core values. I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and joining me via the Zoom platform, I welcome members of the Girls to Divas community. Joining me via Zoom again, I welcome Janae White. She's founder of Girls to Divas. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having us. Oh, and thanks for coming. In addition to Janae, we have Dee Balazair and Valerie, her daughter. Dee is the parent, and I'd like to welcome both of you. I can't wait to talk to you and hear what you have to say. Hello. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for coming. Yes, and ma'am. Thank you for having us. We have Lucas Ship, and he is a farmer intern. And Dominique Moore. Dominique has worn several hats. She was a volunteer and a parent, and then I guess she's on the board, and so she has done a number of things, and I'm sure she has a wealth of knowledge she can share with us. Dominique, welcome to 411 Team. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. Girls have hundreds of questions about their bodies and boys and relationships and everything else. Often, they're reluctant or embarrassed to seek advice from an appropriate resource. You confront the questions girls are most afraid to ask and provide strategies for successfully navigating our complicated world and encourage the development of a strong sense of self. Janae, what was the impetus for you founding the nonprofit organization, Girls to Divas. Yes, ma'am. Girls to Divas came about through my own challenges in life as a child. Growing up, I had a support system, but while going through life, I didn't have anyone that I felt comfortable with sharing what was going on in my home, in my personal life, uh, what I was battling with, and I just needed an outlet. Uh, so later in life, God put it on my heart to start Girls to Divas mentoring program to to provide that safe space for girls so that they can have someone that they can talk to that looks like them they, that may have been through what they've been through. Well, I commend you on that. I mean, there's a big need for it. And I know that you are meeting the needs of, of young girls today. Do you feel, and this is to all of you, particularly, um, you know, the... the uh, 
adults, I guess I would say. But do you feel teens are confronted with more issues concerning life today? And, you know, that's mom, the parent, intern, you know, just from where you sit. Do you feel like the teens today are really confronted with more issues, more stress concerning life? If, why, if I may yes. yes. Uh, I do. Okay. I think the access to the internet provides an overwhelming amount of information, which provides an overwhelming amount of problems to solve. So I think that they have more information that can be at times detrimental, mm-hmm. but it's also an amazing tool. And I've seen these girls overcome so many different things, but it's just having the right guidance. Mm-hmm. Thank you. D, what do you think? Where do you sit on that? I absolutely agree. Uh, Teens are definitely faced with tons of everyday life issues. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they don't bring them to parents, which is why I was glad that I found the Girls to Divas program because it allows them to have teenagers and and children their age to talk and discuss and work out issues that they may not feel comfortable bringing to parents or even adults. So um, that's one of the reasons I'm glad that I found Girls to Divas. And Dominique, anything you would like to add to that? Thank you so much. Uh, Absolutely. I think social media, the internet, the media itself has Mm -hmm. created a false sense of reality to our young people. And therefore, it brings upon a, a deeper Um, want to be like everybody else, not understanding that that's a false sense of reality. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, because of um, the sensationalized um, view that they put on women and girls, Mm -hmm. it does create a heavier burden for our young ladies to be able to stand out because they're trying to fit in like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thank you for that. Valerie, what about your friends? Where do most of your peers get their information about issues surrounding their bodies and, and, and sex and feelings that they have? When you think about your peers and your friends that you talk with, where, where, do you, where does it seem like they get most of their information from? Um, mainly... Well, I feel like the main source of like information that um, us as young folk we mostly get these is has to come from social media. Yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ma'am. So like everything that we see on social media, you know, we're taking that in as well, and we're kind of going off of that, and kind of going off the trends, or kind of going off of um, kind of what society has like pushed out for us to see. Mm-hmm. So based off of that and everything we're seeing, like. From on a day-to-day basis, I can definitely agree that social media has a big impact. What about the role that school should or does play? I mean, when we're talking about sex and sexuality and self-esteem and dating and body image, all these things, you know, can really be enhanced and handled in a in a more positive way with education. Does the school play a positive role? Do they have time even to address some of these issues? And Janae, I mean, any of you, I'd like to hear, you know, from you or all of you, um, what role you see the school playing? 
Yeah, absolutely. So our our kids spend most of their time, a great deal of their time in the school setting. Uh, so I believe that they have space and opportunity to provide support for our youth through education, right? Mm-hmm. So making sure that they provide them with the knowledge that they need, provide those safe spaces for them to have this com- these conversations. Uh, mental health support. Uh, yes, I am a social worker, so it's it's definitely a shameless plug, but I we need more social workers in the school setting to provide mental health support to our youth. Um, and we can do that meet the students where they are and provide them with that information that they, that they need from bullying prevention to sex education, anything and everything could take place in the school setting outside of reading math and arithmetic. They mm-hmm. can learn about these skills and other issues that concern them. Well, you're saying they can, but I guess my question to you is, are they, you know, I mean, yes, the school can play a very valuable role but, of course, now we have all these policies and restrictions um, right. about what you can talk about and what you can't talk about. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what role does the school play at this point? And I know school has just started back since we have all these new policies you know, in existence. But where you sit, I mean, where, what role does the school play? What are they doing? Yeah, I do know that the school is providing some level of support, and I do believe that our schools are doing the best that they can do, uh, and all schools can do better. But I don't specifically know mm-hmm. in each school what type of support they're receiving. I know some schools do have school social workers. I know some of them do involve the community, right, and bring in mm-hmm. programs like Girls to Divas uh, into the schools. Uh, but that's not the case in all schools. Oh, I know. Yeah. Valerie, you are a student. What, what school do you attend? And- um, do you have do you have an avenue that you can pursue if you need to ask someone a question, uh, you know, a personal question? Um, so mm-hmm. I'm currently going to Pay Center for Girls, mm-hmm. and if I have a question or I really need to get something off my chest, um. I either talk to my best friend or I talk to my one of my mentors about it. Okay. All right. Any other comments, parents, about the information or the education um, that your your students can receive and are receiving? If I may, um, I just wanted to say uh, the role of the school cannot be stressed enough when Mm. it comes to building those um, interpersonal relationships. However, and this is just my experience as a parent, a leader, um, an upcoming social worker, is that for us, it has been dependent on the zip code. Mm -hmm. As Ms. White has stated, that um, some schools offer it, some don't. So from my my experience, it really has depended on what zip code. Mm -hmm. Um, When we're good to our teachers, they're better to our students. If we're not good to our teachers, um, they have that I'm only here for the paycheck attitude Mm -hmm. and they don't offer those wraparound services that our girls and boys need. Um, And so absolutely, they play an important role. But from my experience, it depends on the zip code. Well, I'm glad to hear you bring that up because I had just a note here to say, what about the demographics? What about culture? What impact? Do these have? Do we have these schools who, who, where the kids, all the, 
Well, they're all black and brown, okay? And they're living mm-hmm. in the zip code that is that we know or has a rep for not being, you know, the best zip code. What are we seeing there? What kind of programs, what kinds of support, what is available there? We need to just be real and call it like it is so we have an mm-hmm. accurate, you know, to be candid, to have an accurate picture of what is happening with our, our young girls and our young boys because, hey, they're the key. If they don't get the correct information, if they mm-hmm. are not the focus, then then we've, we've got a problem. And I, I, I gather, Janae, from your talking, that's why you opened up this program. That's why you started it. Um, I'm going to ask you just to hold your thoughts. This is one of those times we're going to take a brief break, but we'll get right back at you. Just tuning in, the program is 411 Teen, and I am talking with members of the community of Girls to Divas, a nonprofit mentorship organization. Um, we were just talking about the role of, I was just talking about the role of, of demographics and the culture and, and how this influences our, our young students, both male and female. Of course, the focus is, is female today. I'd like to get, get your, your feelings on that. I'll start with you, Janae, and we'll just go down the list because I'd like to hear from from everyone. I know everybody's sitting in a different place. You know, the parents might have one perspective. You know, a a mentor or a past mentor may have another perspective. So, Janae, what do you think? What do you see? And I'm so sorry. If you could please repeat the question for me. Well, what impact does mm-hmm. culture yes. and demographics have? on the education, the mentorship, the support that Mm -hmm. young women and men, although we're focusing on women, are receiving today. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. Culture plays a huge role, right? Because depending on where you come from, uh, depending on your community that you were raised in, the school that you are able to attend, uh, provide you with either opportunities or uh, the opportunity to have a role, have positive influences. And unfortunately, a lot of our uh, schools that have a lot of people of color, a lot of a lot of black kids, uh, they they don't have that same level of support. And I do feel like I just want to say uh, I'm from Miami. But living here in Tallahassee, Florida, I've had the opportunity to see one of our local middle schools, NIMS, NIMS Middle School, grow tremendously in their efforts of really doing all that they can do to pour into the youth, even though they don't have the support Mm -hmm. uh, financially that they should receive because they are, you know, in this neighborhood that's not the best neighborhood, right? But they still do all that they can do to pour in resources into their school. But culture plays a huge role. Okay, all right. Dee, as a parent, where do you sit on this? And I'm not trying to just dog the schools. Don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing a lot of shade on the schools. But, you know, if we're going to talk about something, we need to be real, just candid, and call it like it is, and call what are these kids experiencing? 
Are they okay. getting a lot of, res- you know, are they getting a lot of support? Are they getting resources? I mean, another thing, do you think that, that girls are better informed about health and sex issues and being self-sufficient and who they are than they were 20 years ago? I mean, you know, where are they today from where you sit? Okay, so uh, being a parent, one that has had children attend schools on the south side Mm -hmm. and then also moving to the north side and have had children to attend those north side schools, it is day and night. And that's just the reality that we live in when it comes to culture and dynamics. Um, I would definitely say that the schools on the north side are more uh, educational. Uh, They're they're more informed. Uh, They push the information out to uh, the students and parents. And so the information is just readily available versus Mm -hmm. being in the south side. And so um, it it is unfortunate uh, that the information is not received um, equally. But also, uh, to to answer your other question about girls and being more informed, absolutely, uh, the information is heavily more so available with programs like Girls to Divas and other programs that are out there that are kind of somewhat similar. The information is definitely out there and it's helping to educate our youth. Uh, They are advancing at a higher pace and um, they they need the information just as equally now as they did back Mm -hmm. then. Lucas, you are a former intern. What have you right. seen? What comments? Well, uh, I was a student at FAMU, mm-hmm. and coming from West Coast, Florida, um, the city that I grew up in, there was only one underprivileged community. Mm-hmm. So coming to Tallahassee, where there are a numerous amount of mm-hmm. them, you know, scattered around the scattered around the uh, county, it was. It was a bit of a shock for me. I'm sure to see to um, see how um, underprivileged the how underprivileged how the underprivileged population was being treated, and mostly what that population looked like. Uh-huh. You know, they they looked like I'm a black man. They looked like me, and it was disheartening. Um, when I when I would do certain things off of campus, I realized that they didn't have access to you know a multitude of things, and it's not just education. You know, you you talk about just healthy foods and mm-hmm. all kinds of other mm-hmm. things that attribute to success in a child's life. You know, there are adults who are struggling to just eat a nutritious diet. You can guarantee that there are kids, too. Mm-hmm. And that's going to impact them in school. And that's just in the community. So when we talk about the 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 deconstructed community and then you go into a school that's inside of that community, you know, things things get really hairy really fast. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to deliver. It's, it's kind of it's trying to figure out what fire to put out first. Yeah, there's and, so many of them. Yeah. Okay. Dominique. Thank you so much. Um, I'm say? like you. We don't want to rag on the schools. Uh-uh. Um, there are so many great teachers uh-huh. in schools. However, we cannot negate the fact that your zip code plays a vital role in your education and not only just your education, but the quality of the community. And I'm talking about the community at the school as a whole. You know, you 
if you have one good teacher, I'm going to use Rickards. I have high schoolers. You have one good teacher at Rickards. She cannot take care of 500 lost kids. But if you go across town and you got several great teachers and that's the ability to um, help more students. And so our government needs to play a bigger role in making sure our teachers have the tools and the resources that they need in these lower income areas to be able to affect our children at a higher rate. Because if not, again, they have that I'm just here for a paycheck attitude mm -hmm. and our children suffer. Okay. Well, this is all about Girls to Diva. And this program is to feature Janae White, who is the founder of Girls to Divas. She's a visionary dedicated to building self-confidence and empowering women and girls to redefine their culture. She graduated from FAMU with a bachelor and master's degree in social work. Janae works as a visiting assistant professor in the FAMU social work department. Janae, who are the girls to divas? Who are the Girls to Divas? Yes, yes. So Girls to Divas, to begin with, is an acronym that stands for Driven, Initiative, Virtuous, Astounding, and Successful. And we are a mentoring and leadership development program now for third through 12th grade girls. And we offer various services such as one-on-one -on -one mentoring, monthly enrichment workshops, weekly mental health check-ins that we call diva chats, educational field trips, tutoring, educational field trips, uh, sisterhood activities, and just a safe space for our girls. We uh, recently acquired our own space that we're so blessed to have that the divas could come to and just feel at home. And where is that? So that's share, share, share with us where that is. Yes. So uh, we're located at... 1872 Mill Street, Unit B9. Uh, it's in the community right by FAMU and very close, uh, right next door actually to the Omega Lamplighters. Now, when can people come out? What are your hours? Um, what I want people to be able to do is after this program, I want them to be able to walk away and, and know who and what and where. Girls to Divas, you know, I want them to, yes, oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, I need to check that out, you know, so, <laughs> so tell us. <laughs> okay, absolutely. So uh, right now we are offering drop-in times on Wednesdays and Fridays after school around three o'clock until six. Uh, so that's the time when we're open. And then on uh, Saturdays, on first Saturdays and third Saturdays, we're there with the Divas as well. Uh, yes, ma'am. And uh, do you want me to share social media? Oh, yes, ma'am. I want social I want it all. Media. I want yes. people to be able to contact you, <laughs> you know, call up, find out what, what if somebody wants to volunteer, someone wants yes. to find out more information, what if somebody wants, you know, what maybe we'll have some resources for you. I want you to give us all of it. Absolutely. Our Instagram is girls, the number two divas. Mm -hmm. That's also our website, www.girls, G-I-R-L-S, the number two divas, D-I-V-A-S dot org. And also my phone number for everyone to know is 305-304-7701. Okay. 
Now, would you make a distinction just for my own information? Now, there is a divas in training, and yes. then and and what's the distinction between the divas in training, and then I guess the divas who are what sixth to twelfth grade, and then the divas in training are. If I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, third to fifth yes. grade, is that right? That is correct. So okay. when we started the program, we were only specifically working with third, uh, excuse me, sixth through eighth graders. Mm -hmm. And then over time, we expanded from eighth grade to 12. And then we had parents who had children that were younger that really wanted to be in the program. And it was actually with Dominique Moore's daughter who we allowed to come in before she was actually a, a diva. And we called her a diva in training and she was in the third grade. Uh, okay. So the, the divas in training are our third through fifth graders and they are able to uh, utilize our services. Uh, we do Pretty much the same thing with them. It's just not as rigorous as it is mm -hmm. with our 6th through 12th graders. Our 6th through 12th graders, we're preparing them for uh, college. We're preparing them for uh, their future as it relates to work uh, and their interests as far as entrepreneurship. In our, our Divas in Training, we're doing a lot of uh, skill development, uh, self-development, and just also just encouraging them to open their minds to what it is that they want to do when they how they want to give back, right, when they mm -hmm. grow up. Valerie, what would you say are the major issues or questions that young girls have these days that need to be addressed? And you can think about it. And I'll come back to you if, you, if you're going, oh, I gotta, let me think. Think about it. And think about what your friends and what you yourself, you know, what are the issues that you feel like you'd like to talk about and have someone to talk about? And while you're doing that, I'll ask uh, Janae and Dee and Dominique, where do these girls come from? And, and Lucas also, where do these girls come from? How do you identify the girls? How do you identify the schools? Is this program, you know, throughout all of the schools? Who knows about it? Who doesn't know about it? How do you just even find out about it? Yeah, so we're a community-based program uh -huh. uh, with hopes of getting into Leon County schools so that we could provide services to our girls at the schools. Uh, but right now, we're just community-based. Community. Okay. And the way in which people find out about Girls to Divas is visibility. Uh, we try to do our best to stay present in the community, attend local events, uh, and table and spread awareness that way about the program. We definitely utilize social media to inform the audience there about Girls to Divas and, of course, word of mouth. And they would just go to our website, apply. And this upcoming uh, Sunday, we have an interest meeting um, at 2 p.m. And that's when we'll share a little bit more with the attendees about the program, how they could get involved and what being a diva looks like as far as the field trips that we go on. Mm -hmm. uh, we take the divas to the airport because not all girls have the opportunity to visit the airport. So for the past four years, we've been going to the airport so the divas can have the behind-the-scenes look of the operations of the airport, learn about TSA, and know that one day they'll have the opportunity to fly. Maybe we could. 
fly mm-hmm. them one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we, we have these amazing opportunities for the girls and they learn about that during our interest meeting. And volunteers, we definitely need volunteers always. We need mentors and volunteers to step up to spend time with the girls for volunteering uh, and mentorship. You would visit our website, girlssedivas.org and just sign up and come to our interest meeting and we'll get you get you ready to be a part of Girls to Divas. Okay. Any other comments from other folks? Things you might want to add to? I was going to say that um, another way um, I've I've had the grateful opportunity to be a part of this program for a while. um, And I was just speaking with someone um, and letting them know that GTD, um, Girls to Divas, is a lifestyle. And that's one of the ways that we Mm. pull our girls and our volunteers in is by example. Mm-hmm. And so when we're out in the community and we are setting up and we're tabling, um, we're just not there because it's just, you know, something we decided to do that day. It's much thought, mm-hmm. it's much time and it's much preparation that goes into it. So when we think about G2D, um, although I'm no longer on the board, um, I'm forever G2D. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a saying. It, it, it's definitely um, who we are. And so we represent that through our leadership and it, it draws our ladies. Um, and that's what we teach our ladies. So our ladies have the ability. And when I say ladies, our girls, our girls have the ability to draw other girls um, because we teach them those leadership skills and how to pull and um, create a community within themselves. Okay. Lucas, based on your experience, what would you identify as the areas that you find young folks, girls are least informed um or do you know those problem areas that are least informed Mm -hmm, they're least informed they don't know you know they are misinformed i better put both of it least and misinformed i I would say all the things that i learned at girls to divas really just Mm -hmm. the practical life skills like miss janae really was really teaching them everyday life tasks, you know, how to market, how to, uh, because marketing is, is super important. I know she had a few uh, junior entrepreneurs on, on, on Girls to Divas and showing showing them that uh, marketing is a real skill that you don't learn in high schools or mm-hmm. anywhere unless you go to college for it is, was incredible to me. Uh, how to communicate effectively, how to carry yourself. These are all things that can be glazed over if you aren't intentional about your actions. And that's one thing that I got from Girls to Divas. The account, the level of accountability that is held, like the standard there is beyond any organization I've ever worked with. You know, from holding her interns accountable to holding her divas and junior divas, divas in training. Uh, accountable you know to the parents and all the volunteers everyone knows everyone was on the same page about accountability and i think that teaches uh not just the girls but everyone something um i know i learned a great deal being with the with the girls that he was and there are a few times where i had to be held accountable on a, on a few different actions and it made me a better person so I think the growth and accountability is another area that, you know, we need to get to, that, that we need to to uh, implement in a community standard. So okay. that, 
Marketing and accountability. Hold your thoughts. We're going to take a brief break. Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Teen. I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and this hour we are featuring Girls to Divas, a dynamic program established by Ms. Janae White. And joining us, we have parents, couple parents, we have an intern, we have, uh, I guess, a, a diva uh, in, uh, also who is participating, and I'm going to get to her, Valerie. I didn't forget you, um, but I'm coming back to you and just wanted to know from you, where you sit, you know, what do you think are, are, are the major issues that are the major questions maybe even, that, that your, you and your peers might have, just about life. Mm, any questions yeah. about life? Yeah, our, our, our issues or things that, that they want more information about. Um, I guess you could say kind of, I guess you could say kind of how to stay true to yourself in this world, because with all the distractions and like different things that we say mm-hmm. that we see on a day to day basis, it's kind of easy to like mm-hmm. shift your focus from being yourself or get away from being yourself. Well, and that that I think is a good example of uh, exactly what girls to divas are trying to do. I mean, because being a teen tween, um, uh, in training, a diva in training. These are periods of, of vulnerability. Um, Janae, would you agree with me here that basically what we're talking about is, you know, just a vulnerable developmental period where girls need support and resources and guidance? Yes, yes, yes. I just feel for our girls so much because of societal expectations and who they feel like they need to look like, be like, sound like, walk Mm -hmm. like, instead of just being themselves and understanding that who they are, how they present themselves today is good enough. It's, it's, It's perfect and that they could get better in their own way and not have to follow anyone else. Okay. Body image, I want to talk a little bit about body image because it seems like body image is so important today. How do we avoid unrealistic images portrayed by the media? Dominique, I think you brought that up earlier when we were talking, just just unrealistic um, situations that the media presents, unrealistic models that we think we need to look like. So anyone, I'd like to hear from all of you how you feel, what what body image and having a realistic body image, how important is that? As I stated earlier, uh, girls who are dissatisfied already with their bodies mm-hmm. um, definitely has a higher uh, response or reaction 
um, to what they feel is not sufficient. Um, as already stated, that the news media, the society, the magazines, the TVs, all these reality shows, again, give our young ladies this false sense of what they should look like. And mm-hmm. that, therefore, it takes away from their authenticity. You know, they're not allowed to be genuine and be who they are because they're, again, trying to keep up. They're trying to fit in, which, again, goes into their mental health because, again, it becomes stressful. It becomes overwhelming to constantly have to put yourself out there. Um, Having two teenage daughters, both in 11th grade, um, they face that every day. Mm -hmm. You know, how they look, their shoes, Mm -hmm. their clothes, you know, how, you know, even from their personal body parts, you know, everything is matched up to what they're seeing from everyone else. And it definitely creates a challenge for our young ladies. One group that I have not talked about, and I have two of you here, are parents. Um, Because parents are very important. Uh, What role do parents play in Girls to Diva, Janae? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Our parents are the backbone of Girls to Divas. Without their support, them setting the example, showing their diva, hey, and encouraging their diva as well. Hey, we want I want you to attend this event. This will be important for you. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without the parent support. Mm-hmm. And the way in which we also pour into our parents, we have parent uh, monthly engagement opportunities where we bring the parents together and allow them to have that safe space to just talk. We have an agenda. Mm-hmm where we talk about girls to diva specifically, but we also have space where they can freely share uh, different issues that they're facing and how they're handling it in their home. Uh, so we really depend on our parents. Parent, The parents, I was saying parents are the backbone of girls to divas and we really couldn't do the work that we do without the parent support. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parents are involved in every way within the program from uh, volunteering, uh, Parents turning from volunteers to, like Miss D, she's our official, unofficial uh, secretary, and then parents like Miss Moore who become board members. So our parents are completely invested. It's also um, a two-way street because whatever the parent is reiterating in the home, we want to reiterate in our space. And Mm -hmm. when the divas are with us, whatever we share with the divas, we get that information back out to the parents so that. Everything that's being done uh, is really molding the divas and we're all doing the work together because it truly takes a village uh, to raise our girls. Okay. Again, oh no. oh, no, go right ahead. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So, yeah, our parents are a vital uh, aspect of Girls to Divas. Uh, The parents also have parent engagement nights uh, that we host monthly. And the parents come together in this space virtually and face-to-face. And we have an agenda that we follow. But outside of that agenda, we have space for the parents to just talk. And it always blows my mind when the parents just get to talking because they're able to exchange ways in which uh, they're rearing their child and issues that they're facing in their household. So then when another parent hears, oh, this issue is going on in my home too, that parent doesn't feel alone. They're able to empower each other and it's just a powerful moment. Okay. One thing I didn't 
get real clear, and I want to make sure that the listening audience understands. I know we talked about mentors and volunteers. Is there any criteria? What does it involve? Is there any training required? What do, what does one have to do to become a mentor or a, a volunteer in Girls to Divas? Outside of completing the application and attending the interest meeting, they need to have a uh, level two background check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in addition to that, they just have to really care about the mission of Girls to Divas and show that they are invested in our youth. And they can do that by just showing up, doing what they said that they were going to do. Uh, and when they are matched with their own diva, uh, that they're just as dedicated to that diva. And with mentoring, uh, we're super excited to be relaunching it uh, after COVID. We had to slow things down, uh, but now we're back with our one-on-one mentorship. And we ask that the mentors meet with the divas at least twice a month. Uh, Once would be face-to-face and the other would be virtual. And then also having opportunities to come meet with the girls during our educational workshops. Uh, so there's so many touch points where the mentor could really have an impact on a child's life. Uh, Miss Moore was around, her her divas was around when we had the mentoring going on. She could speak to that. Okay. Dominique. Yes, I'm here. What was the question? About mentorship, if you could share uh, an example of one of the mentors that one of your divas had. Okay, and 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 what's what Janae said earlier. Not only am I a board member, but I'm also a mentor, as well. Um, and so, and one of the things I want to reiterate is that once a mentor, we should expect to always be a mentor. Um, we are mentors for life. So, although I am no longer on the board, um, my children are no longer um, active in the program. I'm, I still have my mentor, mm-hmm. and so um, my mentee. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I still have my mentee. I still see her. I still spend time with her. And it's been years later and I still have a uh, a lasting relationship. So as far as being a parent of children who have dealt with um, um, mentees, I mean mentors, mm-hmm. we have just been blessed enough to have those type of mentors where they're creating those bonds and they're we are meeting mentors who are committed. So that's very important. So it's one thing to, you know, become a volunteer, you know, to get through school and have those hours. But we have to understand as mentors that these are lifelong commitments because some of these young ladies have never had a mentor. They've never had a positive role model to show up in their lives and care in such a way. And so for Girls to Diva, um, we try to, and I continue to say we, although I'm not an active board member, mm-hmm. but it's always a we because I'm still involved. I'm still helping out. I'm still showing up years later, um, whatever Girls to Diva um, needs. So we have to understand as mentees and mentors that for us, it's a lifelong commitment to these young ladies because mm-hmm. for some of them, there will be the only positive influence that they'll see. Dominique, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit more because I know you said you had two daughters. And Mm -hmm. I wondered if you had any suggestions on how do mothers and daughters establish and maintain, and I know this is heavy duty, but just briefly, establish and maintain a healthy relationship. Okay. Do you have suggestions Um, that you may offer? Absolutely. Um, Well, first of all, it's communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, We... we 
in that age where we think we tell children to do what I say and not as I do. But as a leader um, in a family with girls, um, with teenagers, um, I'm a leader in do what I do. Do what I do. I lead by example. And so therefore, the communication and the expectation from mother to daughter has a balance. And I really feel like, um, you know, creating those opportunities. And this is not the Katina Single Girl Sediva, but it does wrap around getting mm-hmm. those services that not only promote um, push for the children, but Girl Sediva offer those resources that help parents too. Because we don't want to leave parents out there by themselves because a lot of parents don't know. And so for me and my girls, it has definitely been um, creating those tools and those skills in our household where not only do I lead, but I follow. And, you know, we learn all those great values, those core values, apologizing and um, being able to, as a parent, take a step back and actually listen to our children. Because again, we're so busy talking at our children, we're not listening to them. Mm -hmm. And then we miss the mark on them because they're dealing with so much with their mental health. And so it's important to not only talk and lead, but also listen. Lucas, I applaud you for being a male involved in this program, and I wanted to kind of pick your brain on something. You know, we see violence and and disrespect and objectification of females and women, and and cert- they're often depicted throughout society. You know, uh, videos, movies, the attitudes. What impact? does society have from your perspective on the formation of self? Um, a great deal. Okay. Obviously, you know, consumer influence uh, is is the biggest marketing factor mm-hmm. and to, to get not just kids, but adults to do what they want them to do. For me, going against the grain and being a part of this program, I believe I'm the first male intern um, that uh, Miss Janae has had, and as I stated earlier, couldn't have been a better situation for me. Mm-hmm. She allowed me the space to understand young young girls transitioning into women, and how to effectively support women, you know, with appropriate boundaries and and guidance, you know. And I think I think more men should. You know, just listen, listen to the women in the community mm-hmm. so that we can be more so we can be beneficial and help and be more cohesive as a community. Well, in these last few minutes, Janae, I want to ask you to share again the contact information on Girls to Divas. For those who are listening who may want to contact you, you know, later get more information about the program, where do they go? Yes, please visit us online, www.girls2divas.org. Please follow us on social media so that you can see all of the amazing work we're doing, the impact, uh, and see the girls themselves on our social media at girls to divas on Instagram. We also have a TikTok at Girls to Divas Mentoring, uh, and you can also uh, support us there. We also take financial support because we are a nonprofit 501c3 organization. You can make donations on our website, 
You can also cash app us at donate the number two G2D and pour into us because we definitely need the support. We are in need of volunteers, y'all. We need also uh, more board members, uh, individuals who are willing to dedicate themselves on that level um, and make that impact on a macro level with our girls, with our program, so that we can be around uh, for another another uh, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. I also just wanted to share that it's so important, mental health, uh, that we are taking the time to make sure that our girls have this safe space because they need it. All of them need a safe space. Mama, daddy, grandma, we love you. We thank you, but they need an outlet outside of you. So please take advantage of our weekly mental health diva chats. We have weekly mental health diva chats every Tuesday on Zoom from 6 to 6.30. It's actually going on right now, about to end. And this is a space for girls to just come and talk about issues that concern them. Well, I again, I applaud all of you. Um, for your involvement and your support. And Janae, I know you have launched a, a consulting business, um, the Community Plug, where you connect individuals and businesses and influencers to their community. Anything you want to say about that before we close in this last minute? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for that. Uh, so the Community Plug is all about connecting individuals to their community, because I believe if you live in the community, if you work in the community, you have a business in the community, you, your business and everybody else should be pouring (laughs) back into the community. So what does that look like? I will meet with you and help curate an opportunity for the community that will be impactful. Well, I want so to you say can contact thank you. me at 305-304-7701 if you would like help in that area. Okay. Well, it's time out. I'm run out of time and I got many more questions, but thank you for thank you for per- participating on this edition of 411 Team. Many thanks to my listening audience for your time and your ear. This is Dr. Liz Hollyfield for 411 Team. Tune in next week, same time, same place to get the 411 on 411 Team. Four One One Team was produced by Dr. Liz Hollyfield. Technical assistance was provided by Evan Rossi. If you would like to participate in the Four One One Team or have suggestions for discussion topics, call 850-645-7200. You can listen to previous episodes of Four One One Team at wfsu.org.